Hello, welcome back. Um, apologies for my hot messiness previously. Uh, this is the last thing. This is the final part one. And I'm more gathered. So hopefully this will be more coherent. Um, I chose strand C for analyzation. Um, so I'll start with Fort Hartsif. And I think I'll kind of merge into the rest. I'll probably like dissect each part somewhat and then talk about the overarching theme. Um, so, Fort Hartsif, Stephanie, um, at first I was like, noted structure and form because that beginning part wasn't very, um, none of that really like stuck out to me, um, but her, I think it's structure when talking about her like, tone change, um, when she goes as a buffer between settlers and Native Americans that like slowing down because she's on a like train of thought and then she's like as a buffer between settlers and Native Americans or whatever um, and her hand movements are very conversational which is form I kind of don't like the way she did that like change there because it feels like a secret I feel like a lot of times like yes we're ashamed of this part of our history but I feel like we shouldn't we shouldn't try to we shouldn't minimize it minimalize it more than we already have so like the between settlers and Native Americans like it's just I don't know, it feels uncomfortable, I guess, is a word. Um, and then she goes on to a place like this, a place where the air hangs heavy with the kind of significance people do not celebrate, a place with history many would rather forget. Um, I think like the the fragment, the phrase, a place like this, is is something to ponder on like just um i guess in reference to what is this like a place like this i feel like it kind of goes back to like the ending ish or i guess the um i don't remember words the build up the like more the the rising towards the climax where uh, she says do we think of nothing at all when we stare at this courtyard when we glorify these places of massacre it's kind of specifying it there this being these places of massacre like a place like this um, but I think it's just something to think about like a talking point I guess and then a place where the air hangs heavy a 
with the kind of significance people do not celebrate. A place with history many would rather forget. There's the significance people do not celebrate. For some reason that stuck out to me. I think it was I think it was somewhat in the way she said it, because now like reading it um as a note feels less important, I guess. But I just like the way she speaks is great. We love the love the way she says poems says poems recites poetry uh with a kind of significance people do not celebrate sorry i'm kind of stuck on this line like i think it's the word significance like it's it's kind of it's probably to me significance is to me what interesting is to you just like that it's it's so not specific like mm, that's significant or like that's important but like why i don't know i'm just stuck on that part right now but then the place with history many would rather forget and then talking about um later talking about um avoided conversations or something when talking about the fathers that train of thought with the fathers um place with the history memory would rather forget like um just talking about history class and how we're taught these aspects of um i guess our history of america our settlement and the like the way that people have forced that forgetfulness by leaving out certain details of history and then like just talking also talking about like the the tone change before like the it's not our place to take it back like it's not something that you can take back and that and like how unfair it is this kind of goes this with the context kind of goes with our um race and ethnicity podcast we were talking about um indigenous people and the culture there like obviously like the many would rather forget obviously most people would have rather it not happen but it did and so we can't ignore that aspect of history and then i just really like the language with the as we move through the perimeter of the courtyard into and out of buildings i don't say it like she did but the way she said that language was like i really like that um just the word perimeter is also nice but just like but as it was very um like wavy like as we move through the perimeter of the courtyard into and out of buildings like just the yeah i just really like the language and tone there and then strangers once shared like families the um talking about the buildings um and then 
referencing the um the were they good men kind of and talking about how I guess just thinking about how everyone in the military comes from all different places and they're all strangers um but they're united in this one I guess common mission and so and then the way that they become family like especially in the military I guess I think of more modern military because I feel like this aspect of service to the country is so like dehumanized or it it feels so detached from reality now like this perspective just doesn't make sense to me so like that that family idea that like human humanity aspect of a person just feels wrong to attribute but um yeah strangers once shared like families and then talking about the bed frames my mind immediately went to like things carved in bed frames um and wondering like if she saw anything like when she's tracing her hands over the bed frames but uh who would grow to fit their father's shoes but not quite fill them sons who would not want to fill them who knew the acts they committed would one day be looked okay that was a separate line okay who would one who would grow to fit their father's shoes but not quite fill them sons who would not want to fill them um being like being ashamed of your parents kind of and like i feel like it happens a lot more with our parents and their parents like there's some things that my grandparents will say and like my dad or will later or like comment on i don't know and be like like talk about it with shame like obviously we know that's wrong and just like i can't believe they think like that but then also like they don't say anything to them and i think it's it's like partially like yeah they're your parents and i mean i guess they're a lot of times they're just stuck in their own ways and so they're not they're probably it's probably just gonna create an unnecessary fight and drama where there doesn't need to be but that's such like a weird uh power dynamic that like being ashamed of things your parents say do believe and the but not knowing how to address that Um, yeah, men who knew the acts they committed would one day looked upon, would one day be looked upon warily. That word warily stuck out to me because it feels like such a underwhelming or understated word that like, I mean, I guess it does mean cautiously, but also, but like, also like with care, carefully. It just feels so, like... I mean, I guess it kind of goes along with, like... Um, I guess an image of, like, a hot stove and, like... 
you know not to like cross a line kind of but I, yeah that word just like it's so weird to me like the acts they committed would one day be looked upon warily like I feel like disgusted would have been a more dramatic word to attribute and then also the language in because how could killing be understood were they men who understood like the way that that was said was really um engaging i guess and then like when you like dissect that um like death is something permanent um that is inevitable but that is somewhat impossible to understand like we can't really concept we can't whoa we can't really grasp the concept of the fact that we are alive like we can dissect um all the parts of why the human body is functioning but like there's a certain something within all of us like what we believe is our soul that like keeps us alive kind of like just that and then like you this look we can't really understand death because we can barely justify i guess life and then the like how do you understand killing And then the, like, wondering, like, how can killing be understood? Were they, were they men who understood? Um, like, did they understand killing? Did they understand what their actions really meant? And then who were truly filled with hate who saw orders to kill as just orders. Which I is, uh, there's kind of, like, duality there as, like, the, as just orders. Being, like, were the orders just and then... Um, a synonym for just being like simply as simply orders or as only orders um, solely orders and then um, this is probably my favorite line the do we think of nothing at all when we stare at this courtyard when we glorify these places of massacre just like what what were they thinking what was running through their minds what made them justify the continuation of these actions um was it like we talked about um in senior studies like people who work on death row and like who have to inject whatever like or people who just walk the inmates to their death like that like how do you live with yourself like knowing what's going to happen kind of just like the is it do you have to depart departmental depart decompartmental whatever that word is supposed to be do you have to decompartmentalize whatever um yourself or like the feelings as emotions like how do you cope with those actions and then like the 
like they must have been truly filled with hate and had it some way convoluted in their minds to justify their actions and then the what is so different about their blood and then in talking about like the ethnicity race weeks and then like the talking about how like we all bleed the same and then like bloodshed um we're all the same even though we look different we are all made of the same like properties and fundamentally yeah just that 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 concept and then also the uh, dismount ended with like a talk of a of the mirage like in the summer heat seeing a man whose thoughts were um were known only to the bloody grass kind of idea which i think um i think like hallucinations and mirages are also like something interesting to talk about and to ponder upon but i think that's kind of all i have for this if i were to like making a theme it's kind of like evolution and like settlement or just like like i don't really have a word but just like how we are how we've gotten to where we are today and like the fundamentally we have been we've built upon horror and like all these awful things that we've done like have no justification and then like knowing that this world is truly like a terrifying terrible place like i've i've had these thoughts often like um i want to i want to be a neonatal nurse practitioner and that just like i've always been i've always adored the idea of being a mother but then just like how could i let myself like be so selfish as to bring life into this world like this world that's full of unknowns and is terrifying and is all messed up i guess i'll this is kind of a good segue into good bones the like life is short though i keep this for my children life is short and i've shortened mine in in a thousand delicious ill-advised ways a thousand deliciously ill-advised ways i'll keep from my children the world is at least 50 percent terrible and that's a conservative estimate though i keep this for my children for every bird there is a stone thrown at a bird for every loved child a child broken bagged sunk in a lake life is short and the world is at least half terrible and for every kind stranger there is one who would break you though i keep this for my children i'm trying to sell them the world any decent realtor walking you through a real shithole chirps on about good bones this place could be beautiful right you could make this place beautiful uh it's such a good poem um just that like yeah and also that concept of like i can keep i can if i can do everything right and there will be no trauma that comes from me from the home of my children i can't keep them safe from the world like say i am the perfect mother the perfect wife 
the perfect housekeeper or whatever, whatever, all of the above, whatever it means to be a parent. Like, say I do everything right, I can't keep them safe from the world and things that they'll encounter there and all of the evils of the world and all of the awful things people do. Life is short and I've shortened mine in a thousand delicious, ill-advised ways. A thousand deliciously ill-advised ways I'll keep for my children. I think that that I've shortened mine. You talked about, once you talked about, like, little deaths. Uh, I don't remember what poem it was in. Uh, I think, it, oh, it was the, uh, um. Oh, I know what it is, but I don't know, um what it's called oh the sunrise the american sunrise or something no it's not that one it's definitely not that one it's the one the one with the old man everyone thought was crazy who the homeless guy that one i don't know what the poem is called but yeah the the little deaths i never thought about it um in that way i'm, I'm not sure i can't really remember because i don't have the poem in front of me right now but Uh, what I was thinking with that but I'm pretty sure I never talked about it in the podcast but yeah just like the little deaths you talked about but um I think also like I've shortened mine also like just like all of the I feel like we dwell too much on sins as Catholics um I think we put too much weight on them which like it's like a justifiably because like they're the only thing that keeps you from eternal life but it's also like living in fear of committing sin is not a way to live but then also fear of the lord is a virtue so like you know but just like the everything that you do wrong shortens your life like in a metaphorical way And, like, every decision you make can stop you from living if you're afraid of being uncomfortable and all those things. Um, I just, deliciously as an adverb is, or adjective, I think, um, is just gorgeous. Delicious as a word is, is such a good descriptor, especially in a way that is not... Uh, literally about taste um the sense taste not like yeah we know i think you know what i'm saying um the world is at least 50 percent terrible and that's a conservative estimate um life is short and the world is at least half terrible that repetition but the changing 50 percent to half yeah, for every bird, there's a stone thrown at a bird. For every love child, a child broken bag sunk in a lake. I thought about this, like, too, like... I watch um, Grey's Anatomy and then Criminal Minds, and they're not the best shows because... I, they are really good because they teach you a lot about life, and I think they're interesting ponderings to have, but, like, especially, like, in these last few months, like, binge-watching Grey's Anatomy was too much emotionally to deal with but like just the idea of because like um the most recent season on netflix 
was um about the covid year and like how they're losing so many people and it's just like for every birth there's a death and like um when we talk about uh what is it is it laws of the universe for every reaction there's an equal what for, for every something there's an equal and opposite reaction um just like for every good there's a bad and sometimes the bad weighs heavier especially depending on how literally or tangible the bad feels like i can love my children and save them as much as i can from the world but next door to me like there are children being abused kind of that thing like how dare i be sad about my childhood trauma when i wasn't living in an abusive household not um or at least it wasn't as abusive as a friend's like well that's a different topic but like just the yeah for every love child there's a child broken bag sunk in the lake and then how like how does a human being do that like how does a human being treat somebody like garbage like worthless that's something i'll like never be able to wrap my head around and i mean i've always i hate saying it but it is because it feels wrong especially when i've done so much wrong but just like i i have a lot of love in my heart and i always do love a lot and maybe maybe it's not like a unique to me i get confused about what people think and feel in contrast in comparison to me like whenever i assume people know something about me they don't and whenever i assume something's a generalized belief it's not so i don't maybe maybe it's a thing to be confused about but just like i'm very empathetic but there are like a lot of things i just will never be able to understand Like, I can understand I can somewhat understand the idea of a school shooter. Just because well, at your own school well, I don't know. It's, okay, just a weird thing like if I had been dangerous but was told I wasn't and then was able to just go back to school, like everything was okay. It's just like the not getting help and just needing to take your anger out, but doing it in the worst way possible. You don't mean for anyone to get hurt, you just want to make, you just want to draw attention to yourself. Just, it's such a weird, I don't, this is the tangent, I don't know where I'm going. But yeah, uh, and for every kind stranger, there's one who would break you. I'm trying to sell them the world. Any decent realtor chirps on about good bones. This place could be beautiful, right? You can make this place beautiful. And, like, honestly, I hate the whole, like, 
your generation will make the change. Like, you have the power to turn this world around. And it's like, why? Why me? Like, I was just born here. I was just placed in this time period. And now I have to fix everything that you did wrong? That's so unfair. Like, the world is as messed up as it is because of you. Like, you had the chance to change it too, and you did nothing. Or, well, okay, that's not true. Seemingly, it feels like there has been no progress made. That is uh, partially because of media. Mostly because of media. Like, the whole, like, we are safer than we've ever been kind of idea. But, like, we're not supposed to walk around your neighborhoods like my parents could. Um, because there could be bad people. And it's good to have that, um, fight in you, I guess. Like, that knowledge and awareness to keep yourself safe. But it's also, like, so draining to feel like you're never safe. It's such a, yeah, it's a, it's a hard balance that doesn't make sense um I need to just move on to pink houses so this one's very storytelling I feel like it was like a few of the poems uh lyrical poems I chose um I think the one with I can't remember his first name something brown yeah there's a black man with a black cat living in a black neighborhood he's got an interstate running through his front yard You know, he thinks he's got it so good. And there's a woman in the kitchen cleaning up the evening slop. And he looks at her and says, hey, darling, I can remember when you could stop a clock. I think that's in reference to, like, beauty and age. And how that, like, dissipates or disappears or fades away over time. Like, when you could stop a clock, like, when everyone, when, when, um, every guy around would want to stop the world for you kind of thing but ain't that america for you and me and just also like that in reference to beauty like how um in media and in the modeling industry how you have you have a time limit to your beauty once like you have to make sure that you avoid all of this to stay beautiful and once you have certain attributes you're no longer as beautiful and age is kind of just a coincidence in that like wrinkles are are like a product of age and like gravity um and then people will get botox and other cosmetic procedures to avoid the inevitable and to stay beautiful either for themselves or for society and just that like how we praise I guess this kind of goes with black don't crack just like the phrase I guess maybe not the poem but how we like praise um those who stay looking young either by their ethnicity or like whatever consequence of fate I guess how that's something that's reveled in. Um, and then the little pink houses for you and me is kind of talking about like 
cookie cutter cookie cutter neighborhoods and I guess it's kind of like equality like the equality versus fairness like if everyone gets a, a little pink house um it's all equal but it's not all fair depending on like how we've gotten to where we are and the like what you deserve that's also like another talking point like what do we deserve um there's a young man in t-shirt he's got a greasy hair greasy smile lord this must be my destination boy you're gonna be president just like everything else those crazy old dreams this kind of came and went and also like the whole like the american dream idea and then the whole like the way that parents will just crap on you for having a dream as a child and like wanting to do something and they're like "Mm, no you see what i should have done as a child was this and i'm pretty sure that's what you should do now because i wasn't able to do that um so you should do it and it's just like kind of weird like why can't i have my own thoughts and beliefs like just because you weren't able to do what you want doesn't mean i can't do what i want um there's people and more people what's it's kind of like talking about different areas of life i guess but like the greaser and then like the black man in the black neighborhood interstate running through his front yard and then uh more people go to work in some high rise and vacation down at the gulf of mexico that's kind of where i fit in and i always feel like i don't know i have such a weird relationship with i guess my social status just because like i feel like i'm more aware than the average person but also there's so much i can i have as a privilege that like kind of makes me feel gross like and just like my sister is kind of the way she says things kind of makes me feel gross like she is she is a spoiled brat and, like, I've said it to her before, but I don't think she really realizes, like, how much she has. I feel like I'm privileged in the fact that I am aware of my privilege. But it's not something I'll ever be able to escape. Like, I will have always grown up well off. And I will never have had those worries. So I may be able to sympathize but I can't understand and that's like a really weird idea that like I understand but I can't understand like it's, it's like a, I can imagine I can imagine what that would feel like and like it, we, like we talked about over and over like if we had to be homeless like so be it but just like that idea of actually living a life of poverty or a life where you have no idea um, when you can get your clothes washed next, where your clothes are going to come from, what you're going to get for Christmas, if you're going to get anything for Christmas. Like, we never had those worries. It was like, hmm, I wonder how much my parents are going to have for a budget this Christmas. What can I ask for that they'll actually give me? And just, like, weird things that are kind of stupid worries in the grand scheme of things that and there's winners and there's losers but they ain't no big deal because a simple man baby plays the thrills the bills the pills that kill like there's winners and losers 
I think about like the stock market and just like it's not all luck it's there is skill but it's like one of those things that and then also like growing up wealthy will give you the shot to be wealthier especially when you're in like the public eye like media wise like celebrities like when you grow up to a celebrity you will be able to make more money because I don't know like I'm just thinking about the Jenners and Kardashians and stuff like yeah it's stupid that they're rich and famous because like what do they do nothing but also and then it's like but I can't take away the somewhat hard work that went into whatever made them who they are like someone somewhere along the line had to work hard to get my family money like my dad I know works hard for where we are but it's still like a well I don't deserve that like I know that he wants the best for his family and so he's they're able to like provide everything we want they want whoa everything that they would want for us and everything that we would want but like if I, well, I guess if I was more mentally stable like I could have used in these years of high school and like been able to like go to some prestigious school like my dad was like you should go to MIT just like any like I really I am naturally smart and like with my parents money especially depending on the school like I've never had to work a day in my life yet and I have to now because I'm going to live on my own but just like the I've never had to worry about anything and if I was able to like use I guess use my resources to the fullest extent like I could go anywhere in life but that's a privilege I have just because of I don't know the way my father was able to get work and grow skill and know how to start a business and sell himself and his wisdom to other people like there are some things that are natural that can bring you up from the bottom but there are some things that if you aren't taught and nobody says anything to you you'll just never know and then that's a disadvantage to you and then just like ain't that america like we're the melting pot but also it's not an equal opportunity like the american dream isn't a dream for most people like it's not like you can just come here and have everything you've ever wanted like it's an absolute mess and then the simple man baby pays the thrills the bills the pills that kill um like talking about like material things that make you happy and then also like drugs and stuff and then also if you want to talk about 
drugs in like the pharmaceutical sense and like how how like my family like we talk i mean it's something that's been said i don't actually know how accurate it is but like how poor people are the happiest people because they learn to live with the bare minimum I guess I feel like so gross to generalize especially like I don't know but just the like yeah I have everything but I have a lot of mental illnesses (laughs) too and I need like medicine to make me chemically happy I guess yeah just the um I mean I guess the theme is somewhat America and just like the state of the world and history wrapped up in it and like the sequence of a a cause and effect kind of um the push and pull of life it's all just like for every hope there is despair and fear and it's somewhat unavoidable and inescapable and it's like how do we move forward how do we live live with the knowledge and awareness of where we are yeah this is less I know for the other part two we were supposed to talk about like um questions and stuff and talk about like the talking points and this is less that it's just more just like the thematic aspects of it but I didn't do that correctly either because I was being paranoid but yeah I think this is all I have a lot of rambling and unfinished sentences I hope it makes somewhat sense but yes thank you for this year it's been amazing I wish I could have I'm always going to say that I wish I could have done more but I love poetry and I'm going to miss I'm going to miss all of it with you but yeah have a good summer good luck next year I'm unsure of where my future lies because uh, Gabe's parents and my parents are going to meet to talk about us staying later than July and not moving in July and all the crazy stuff. And I don't even have a job yet. I need to start a business or whatever because that's the best way to make money. It's a mess. But yeah, we're going to we're going to get through it. Maybe I can email you once in a while. Maybe be open to talking, sharing some poetry, sharing some of our poetry. Who knows? You know, we'll do the darn thing. That's for sure. We'll just keep on going. Thank you. Bye for the last time. (laughs)